Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, let's let, let's burn through. Let's defense. talk the defense. <laughs> where the Seahawks defense allowed the. Oh, hold on, here's a stat. Well, firstly, they allowed uh, uh, 520 yards. <laughs> 520 yards. And, did uh, Did you see that? I I at least put in the pick six there in the, in the graphic. Like I, yeah, you know, that's nice. Yeah. We can, we can, maybe yeah. we could finish with that positive. They allowed 45 points, which was the uh, worst total of the Pete Carroll era. The, the 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 previous time is in 2020 when they allowed 44 points on the road to Buffalo. The difference with Buffalo was they threw three picks on offense and also Buffalo had a healthy unit, whereas the Detroit came into this game with no one. Like Armand Runt, Varsant Brown was out. Um, DJ Chark was out, the backup receiving option. Josh Reynolds didn't play either, did he? And then the receivers kept getting hurt. No, he, he did. He did. He, he had did. a touchdown. Okay. Oh, right. There you go. And uh, uh, Jamal Williams had to fill in for DeAndre Swift. They were just missing a whole host of guys, uh, and their receivers still kept getting hurt during the game. This total, 45 points, is the fifth worst defense performance by that metric in the Seahawks franchise history. And honestly, like, I don't actually think, other than Tariq Willis pick six, I'm not sure there's a positive. That's... There's just so many individual mistakes. There's so many back-breaking mistakes that it's yeah. like, I don't know how, I, I don't know what you take away. And it would be nice because you could be like the Falcons game. Hey, let's just throw that game away because there were so many mistakes. It's like, well, mm. we're, we've just we've just done that again. So you can't really throw it away if it's happening twice in a row. And <laughs> it's so many different so, things. And like some of it's youthful guys, but then some of it's guys just like not understanding the scheme. And it's like, or just not understand, or just completely brain farting, which is more what seems to be going on. I don't know. Yeah. Griff, help me. So yeah, yeah. So it was, it was as bad as it looked, right? Um, it definitely was. I'm as we sh- hold up one bad, one sec, one bad. Um, I'm really curious to get into the tape because I want to know. I want to see if there are themes that connect the bad plays together because then that makes it a lot easier to know. That'd be nice. What what their approach is in improving it, um, and I don't know how much better they can be, but I do think they do get significantly better than this. It's happened two years in a row where this has happened. Um, 
you know, we're approaching week five, so no time like the next game, right? Um, we don't want this to be week nine where like, and even if that improvement is like they're performing at a league average level, whereas they were performing a better, better than that for long stretches in 2020 and 2021 after they got better, even if they're, even if it's at a league average level, um, that turnaround needs to like happen quick. But like the way I see it, they're, when they're in cover three, Ripple is, so now they're asking less of their linebackers and asking more of their slot defenders. Kobe Bryant, you know, young player, but like he's just getting beat. Like even even on the the forced fumble, awesome play, but he got mm-hmm. beat on the inbreaker. Um, yeah. And uh, Josh Jones was getting beat. He he busted. We we think he busted the touchdown. He was supposed to carry that route. Now that was an assignment error. Um, um, do you disagree? Because well, because it looked uh, like a four man rush to me, not a fire. Uh, Jordan Brooks has taken responsibility for that. Has he? Okay, interesting. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense that Brooks. Why would he collision and zone guess, off, though? It doesn't make sense. I guess it it's twice. because... So this is the early uh, touchdown right after Tyler Lockett fumbled the punt and uh, to Hawkinson, where um, they it was a similar touchdown they gave up to the 49ers in route combination in that they jet motioned to put a fast three into the flat, and then Jones flat the seam flat or the curl flat defender, depending on what the, the call was. But he flared out with that, and then Brooks just got beat on. Well, he didn't. We don't know if he got beat, but he zoned off, and then the the two, like the the inside receiver, Hawkinson wasn't covered by anyone, uh, and Brooks sort of realized late. So it, maybe either Jones. Something... Is, Sorry, go ahead. Either Jones is supposed to carry that, or Brooks is, and the way that Jones pushed, you'd think Brooks was, and then I think maybe the Griff. It's because they were in nickel bare front that perhaps the rule is that they just play it like it could have been a bonus fire zone or something like the way they rule that up, where uh, Johnson's just a bonus hook guy. I I don't know. It doesn't. He was going to the flat though. But to the back, you know, like he's yeah, just dropping true, into true, that true, window. True. But um, anyway, that's that's all quite schematic. But yeah, basically, yeah. it's a bad mistake against the same root combination in a similar defense and. What Griff so, says also about the stress that they're placing on these players is like, I'm not sure, like, Kobe's a gamer, right? In I think Pete Carroll called him that as well. But I'm not sure how he can... I don't think he can play... I don't know if he has the athleticism. Like, it sounds nasty, but mm. I don't know if he has the... the like Basically, for him to work, he needs, like, a lot more experience of, like, slot route combination right. slot splits and, and what they mean to, and like to be intelligent and i think he can do that it's just that takes time and it's just going to be a tough process and especially playing these kind of tight coverages where it's like you have to match this dude like down the field it's basically man to man like right. you're going in a lot of trouble like it's going to be really and, difficult and so like when you're in ripples and you're not asking you're asking the the, the the linebackers like landmarks and, and reads and keys and everything to be slightly different. You're kind of losing one of the advantages of zone coverage, which is getting double coverage on certain routes by relating to them. Like you've got two defenders that have leverage on one route, even if they're not man turned with it. Um, so on that note, it's just a, an adjustment period that they all ha- kind of have to learn the P's and Q's of it. Cause even though cover three is cover three, going from soft sky to rip Liz, which is how they used to match play cover three match. Now they're doing it a different way. I, I guess it was a, a bigger adjustment than I thought it would be. Um, well, I don't know. I think you, I think you did say it would be a bit of an adjustment. We just sort of, 
didn't cover it in as much detail. The other thing I don't get, Griff, is like, why do you not, why have the nickel, and we spoke about this as well, why have the nickel play outside leverage when they're on the cover two side of the coverage and they're matching a, the slot receiver up? Because then the like Seattle installed that coverage half quarter quarter or what they could now they used to call Cleo, they now call cover eight. They installed that to stop the dagger combinations, all the stuff that Sean McVay was throwing at them. And now they're playing it with outside leverage. They're giving up the dagger route. Like the, the play Kobe got yeah. beat on over the middle. Like play it with inside leverage. He doesn't give that up. I don't understand. Like it's yeah. to it's to it's to I mean there's, there's reasons for it, but so... to me it, it's like Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You, there's no need to do that. It's, it's unnecessary. So I, without being, I agree, I agree. Without being able to watch the tape where we can kind of provide more, you know, hard conclusions here, I think I think the, the where we're sitting right now, it only makes sense to look at this holistically. The the, the scheme change, which the, the changes that the scheme change asks of the players are enough change that they are going to need more reps and experience with one another for so that they're not busting things assignment wise and then further so that they're playing like they're you know again like the p's and q's of their techniques are better then secondly i think we if they do do that if they do figure all that out i think we also need to adjust expectation because because like ryan neal got worked today and i thought he'd be better than josh jones but josh jones also got worked today at, at points so they just don't they don't have the the difference makers in enough spots Tariq Woolen, he had some good plays today, but he also got beat a little bit. Like, he's going to be, I think Tariq Woolen can be good, but like, where they are talented, they're inexperienced, or it's Quandre in, in the secondary. Um, I think it looked like Sidney Jones started to, I think he's winning the starting job now. Looks like they're going to go with him next week based off this game. He got beat a little bit at the end, but I'd like him to break in a little bit more and see if he can recapture what he played last year. Yeah, um, Mike Jackson all- got picked on, and he also busted. Um, well, it was, it was difficult, but he needed to look deep to short on one big play on the like, was it third and forever? I don't know, but yeah. he he or second and forever maybe, but he he needed to look deep to short, didn't, and allowed a catch in behind on the play. It looked like uh, Barton had messed up, but he was trying to pass him off to a corner who wasn't there, which, and he should have been there. Uh, Ty, I felt the defense started like pretty good. And then it just melted down from just so many individual mistakes, which like 
individual mistakes, part of its youthfulness, part of its the scheme change. But really, if they eliminate them, then suddenly it looks better, which is obvious to say. But like, Ty, did you did you see the defense starting well and then regressing? Uh, what 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 did you make of it? Well, and I think there's a couple things that skew things a little bit. There was, of course, the locket fumble, which I mean that basically gifts them a touchdown there in that situation. I mean, not necessarily. They could have held them to a field goal, but you get what True. I'm saying there. They're in unfavorable situation. It'd be nice if they hadn't given up a touchdown immediately. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then the other one, uh, because I think the Lions ended up scoring on this drive as well, the, the fake punt, because that was clearly offensive pass interference. Like he pushed off, extended the left arm. Like that should have been OPI. Um so if those two things don't happen on special teams, then what does the score look like? What does the final score look like? You know, do they end up giving up like 28 points instead? I mean, that's still not very good, right? but it's a lot better than giving up 45. So, you know, there's a couple things that I, that I look at and I'm like, okay, well, you know, some, some of this was a little bit out of their hands. You know, they did get a couple of third and out uh, three and outs uh, early on. But I'm mostly coping here. Yeah, De- <laughs> yeah. Well, Detroit on third down tie actually went four of ten. Uh, now their yeah. fourth down efficiency was three of three. But like that, you know, I think that backs up your point. The third down being actually below. Oh, and they percent. and they had a, and they had a nice goal line stand there until you know obviously they scored on the fourth down. But like you know that still kind of held up as well. So I mean, there's like little bits and pieces that you can take, and it's like okay, I like that. That was fine. Whatever. Like. But overall, I mean, the, the explosives, the missed tackles. I mean, that one, um, I forget who, who was it, Hawkinson, that had that huge, like, 80-yard gainer oh. or whatever, and Cody Barton it's, tried to push him out of bounds. and like I mean, yeah, Co- it, was, Co- it was just a bad effort from Cody. Co- yeah. Cody's yeah. taking pelters on Twitter, but, like, uh, and, and we believe in him a lot more than a lot of fans do, but uh, this was a very bad game for him. Uh, and, 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 and a theme, a worrying theme, which hopefully is nipped in the bud, but back-to-back weeks where he's kind of overplaying stuff and sort of seeing ghosts rather than just playing his assignment, which, yeah. I mean, hopefully he can just get out of it. A lot of the players and the defense, they just need a reset. Like, just play what you see. Don't start, like, trying to play outside of it. It's what happens when you're struggling. You start trying to make plays which aren't there, and you just need to play what your assignment is. Now, one positive was Tariq Willens pick six, which was amazing. Um same kind of over the middle route that he just got beat on against Atlanta. I think he lined up a bit tight in his alignment to Hawkinson, but it also helped that it was a tight end. It also helped Jared Goff through it a bit later. And I say a tight end. It might have been Pitts he gave the cat. Oh, no, I think it was London. Anyway, but a slower tight end. And Goff threw it slightly late, but unbelievable confidence to undercut that. Uh, Carroll basically predicted that that would happen, and it did. And then... Mm-hmm. Wow! N- not only the speed, the makeup speed to undercut it, because he's kind of baiting the route. Like he knows he's out of phase a tiny bit, but he knows what the route is, yeah. so he undercuts it. That was beautiful. But yeah. then the speed running it back, just nice. That twenty-one and, and a half what... miles per hour on that. Yeah, that and work. and so um... so that play happens, and the Seahawks go up. Um, hold on, they they go up by a bit, right? And you're it was like... a thirty-one to fifteen, fourteen. Something yeah, like you're that. you're thinking like we're in. They could have got into a situation where they were three scores up, right? Because they yeah. Myers missed a field goal, and you're like, "Well, this is fine. Like, the defense yeah. can play in the the, the one dimensional pass first approach, and, yeah. and we're all we're all good. We're gonna see it be like." I think that's when I uh, I think that's when I DM'd you guys, and I was like, "This is a nasty." <laughs> 
Yeah, and, I, and it was. Yeah, and yeah. and then and the people, more individual mistakes. People happened. people don't want to hear this, but there are still signs of life on defense. And I think if ever if if all the players can play up to their talent level with them being like the injuries that they do have, even if that happens, if they're all playing up to their talent level, um then I still think it's from there there on on the coaching staff to well min max on defense a little bit more to put them in calls where they're only like they're not put in positions where their weaknesses can be revealed and obviously that's like should be the goal of any staff I know that sounds like a big nothing burger what I just said but like last year they were able to they were able to have really good defensive performances working from the same rough general schematic umbrella they're working out of right now. They were able to do that last year when they had guys cycling in and out with injured or COVID absences. Like they had great games with DJ Reed not on the field and Jamal Adams not on the field last year. So the point being is that like they just need to harness it. They need to get there. Um, and I don't, I, again, I don't know if the coaching staff figures out their end of it and the players figure out their end of it and they reach max health, I still don't know what that ceiling is. Tech, I mean, technically speaking, Tariq Woolen being as talented as he is and as talented as I think maybe we think Sidney Jones is, like peak ability, I mean, that's quite the pair on the outside, but, like, that's total, you know, hypothetical. Um, the, I don't the, know. The linebackers need to uh, get it together a bit, don't they? they um, so, th- th- yeah, I agree. They did it. So they did definitely had b- bad plays, but some of them unequivocally were not on them. No, that's some the- like on on some of the reactions we were seeing online, like they're getting blamed for things that are literally not their job. Um, now and then, when the next like play, the Jamal the next... Adams t- or the Jamal Williams touchdown run, sure, yeah, I mean, like one. yeah, it's they they were in a, a wide three, and I was it like a NASCAR or it was you had a you know no you had a nose in a wide three and they run they they run a gap scheme to the bubble and like the linebacker alignment like it looks like the call was meant for a third and 20 n- not a second and seven or whatever it was it, it was just not a call they need to be in right there mm. um yeah. well we'll watch the tape and we'll, now brooks we'll, needed to we'll... scrape over further but even if he does that yeah. tackles being made at 5 yards at best yeah. and that's now, a lot of their a lot of their thinking it is sort of like you know five yard tackle and then that's like well that's quite suddenly if you're not quite there then that's a touch you know that's a really long play anyway we'll we'll get to that and i i on my sub stack i wrote an article about the falcons run defense issues and a lot of the issues i think against detroit are going to be similar also the falcons game we were saying they need to run nickel bear front and they actually did so they are trying to adapt and change and, and implement uh, ways and really, of dealing with guys. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see how they performed in that because I still think the tape will show that there was more life when they were in that. Um, yeah. But it's there just, I, I wonder how much, pay, I wonder if Pete Carroll is secretly kicking himself because he knows, he knows watching what happened this week and last week, what his stock answer would have been and his staff stock answers would have been and how to go to try to go about fixing it, you know, last year, or the year before, like if this situation happened last year, we know what he would think. So, but he's probably committing to letting. Giving her, them freedom. Yeah. To figure out on their end so that it's, it's their vision so that it can be their thought process. So it's more organic all with, you know, like long-term 
aspirations because you don't want them coaching something that they're not necessarily familiar with. So it's Pete's job as head coach to help go through that journey with them and work through that together. Um, what, what's really cool right now, and I think we're going to wrap up soon, but what's really cool is that the offense is doing well enough. It has the capacity that if you can approach even being an average defense, not in the aggregate for the whole season, but at any given week, start being an average defense that with this offense playoffs playoffs, like that, it's math. It's plus minus. How many points are you giving up? How many points are you scoring at that point? Um, they're not going to score 48 every week, but they, they should absolutely, they have the, the, the quarterback, the, you know, the, the, I think the staff right now, like Waldron's figuring it out, you know, um, and the talent to score, put up 25 points every week right now. Like th that should be within our, yeah, they're going to run into the eventual defense that might just win the day, right. And dominate them. It might happen once or twice, maybe three times, but other than that, like they should be putting up points. So the, the defense has a golden opportunity to get their act together, be a be a respectable defense, be a defense that isn't a joke, because right now they're a joke. And who knows what this team can do? So 